Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports. Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Lauren Koval. What's going on, everybody? Tyler Drake here for another episode of Cardinals Corner right after the Cardinals lost to the Los Angeles Rams in week six to a score of 26 to nine. Before we get into the X's and O's of it all, we first have some we have some big news to share as we have found our new co-host and her name is Lauren Koval. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well. Thank you. We've really got quite the honorary first game to oh, welcome yeah. me to this podcast. So feeling very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? How'd you end up here? I am an Arizona native, Ooh. born and raised, long-suffering Arizona sports fan. Okay. I have actually known the prior host of this podcast for about... 10 years now. I don't even know if I knew that. Yeah. So wishing Eric all the best yep. now, um, but happy to step into this new role here. I am a technical director for our live play-by-play programming while also being an associate producer on many of the shows you listen to here daily. Yeah. On 98.7, the local sports leader. What's your uh, social media handle so we can start doing that? My social media handle, all lowercase, okay. Koval underscore Lauren, and that is oval with a K. There you go. For anybody who needs some pronunciation help, there you go. So, very excited to have you on. Uh, This has been in the works for a little bit now, so I'm glad we can finally get going. And yes, like you said, not the greatest uh, showing to go off of, but there's still stuff to talk about. So, let's get right into it. And yeah, 26 to 9. That score pretty much tells you what you need to know right there. What was something that stood out to you right away? Right away, I would say heading into the game, I was worried about Cooper Cup. Coming back from the IR, how would, in his second game back, the Cardinals handle him? He's the X factor for that Rams team, I think that's fair to say. And a disappointing showing by the Cardinals, to say the least. I know that they had the rookie Keetrell Clark on him for most of the game. Um, I think where he sort of falters is speed. Mm -hmm. And with Cooper Cup being so athletic and fast I feel like that was the biggest downfall because Cup was their leading wide receiver today yeah yeah for sure and yep Cup seven catches on nine targets for 148 yards and a score he had a long of 49 yards and yeah just he he was the problem by far that was the big problem I think over the course of the day and then you add in that second half running game kind of emerging out of nowhere that just put the last nail in the coffin there but sticking with the running game before we get to the Rams Let's get to the the Cardinals, because that was, I don't think a lot of us expected to see that many cooks in the running back's kitchen, and especially just given how we saw Amari DeMarcado come out of last week, entering the week with Keontae Ingram in the mix, Damian Williams was obviously on the practice squad, got elevated, so there was a lot of options there, but they ended up sticking with Keontae Ingram got the start, Damian Williams got a lot of carries, and Amari DeMarcado kind of went back into that third down passing role again, so... What was your overall thoughts on that? Who do you like the most out of that group? And who do you think could really maybe challenge for more reps going forward? I liked Ingram the most out of that group heading into the game. I was surprised that he would be their number one. The whole lead up to this game, everybody thought it was going to be DeMarcado. Me. Me included. (laughs) Me included. Sorry, fantasy football managers. And I thought that he would kind of have this ability to showcase the powerhouse that he is. Mm -hmm. He didn't get that opportunity today. The Cardinals 
rushing leader, I believe, was actually Joshua Dobbs. Yes, it was. Yeah. Another game where he is the rushing leader. He's already had one before this season. I believe that was the Niners game. I think so. He was the rushing leader. So this running back by committee isn't working for the Cardinals. And they know that they're not going to have James Conner back for at least three more games. Mm -hmm. So I want to see them pick one and lean on that guy and really let him evolve into that number two role as he should. And based off of this game today, I think that should be Ingram. Okay. Yeah, I thought this game was pretty much setting up. I think they wanted to give a lot of people chances. It seemed like Keontae Ingram was getting this. He got the start, but then the next drive, it was Damian Williams starting. So, or getting the start for that drive. So I think it was a lot of the feeling out process this week. Honestly, like you said, Ingram, I thought had one of his better games as an NFL player. I'm intrigued with Damian Williams because this guy came into into the facility, I think, 10 days ago, practice squad guy, elevated on Saturday, came in, had eight carries for 36 yards. He got in there right away. He has the potential. He's, we've seen it on his resume. He's done it in big games in the playoffs, in big, big playoff games, Super Bowl games. He has the potential to really, I think, take over just given his experience factor. And I think it just comes down to... I, I just I think we know with Demarcado, his role is going to be that third down passing back. I think he did enough last week to where he should have gotten more, but after what we saw him do, I think we can. I think it's safe to say he's got his role as that third down passing back moving forward. But with Ingram and Williams, I really think this week could tell a lot about who's going to be that starter moving forward because I don't think I could put all of my chips on Ingram starting because I think Damian Williams gave them a look that they had been looking for, especially, and he's just a, I think he's just a bigger bruiser of and, a dude. And I agree with you about the experience factor. The mm-hmm. Cardinals are used to leading on James Conner at running back who has experience. It yeah. is an experienced leader, not only running back, but leader on this team mm-hmm. and trying to find that new, you know, bruising running back in that sense. I think that Williams came out today and said, that could be me. Yeah, I could showcase that skill set that you're looking for. I would love to see more of him Mm -hmm. just on the field, see more of what he can do, not in these sort of short little rushing plays, but open it up a little bit more for him and see if he can sort of take off like James Conner can. He has that ability to break tackles and just get going downfield. And I want to see if Williams can do that in this opportunity he has now with the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it seems very much open. It seems like this is a very much open competition moving forward. Obviously, Keontae Ingram got the start tonight, but I really do think, like I said, I think it's really up in the air moving forward. But I will talk. We got to get back to Dobbs. Seven carries, 47 yards. He averaged 6.7, but if we're really looking at it, two of the, I mean, the majority, I think 45 of his yards, 44 of his yards came on two carries. So, uh, and those And those two carries came on third and tens. Yeah. Where he just He executed. had to do something. Exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he's a great runner. It just means he showcased his athletic ability on those two plays. I'm worried if he's our leading rusher next game. Yeah, and I think just overall, I think we saw Dobbs take a step back this game. Three, There was three passes that stick out in my mind. Two to Hollywood Brown. One of them was on that fourth down after they got moved back from Elijah Wilkins having the offsides, offensive offsides penalty, which is just that stuff. That on a fourth and one, that cannot kills you. happen. That cannot happen. 
I mean, you take out the brotherly shove at that point. You got it. Yeah. And still should add Hollywood there. Should add Hollywood at that in that first drive under through him. And then he should add a Rondell Moore on a wide open crossing route. Just, oh, man, that was that was brutal. That wide open. He just could not. He went with somebody else. So definitely think there's a lot that Dobbs needs to clean up moving forward. And obviously talking or Listening to Jonathan Gannon talk after the game, he spoke on still not putting all the blame on the guys, not putting all the blame on the execution. He's still putting all the blame on the coaching staff and that he needs to be better before or to see a different result come out of the end of the day. So I just at this point, I get that. I get you want to protect your players. But at the same time, I think you also have to realize that you've got to give them a little little fire got it got to get him like i mean marco wilson i think was a good example is last week he was rough and we all know that he was on jamar chase for the whole time and so those kind of conversations i mean this week we asked him like do you need to give any kind of pep talk to the secondary he goes nope they explicitly know what needs to get done and then you see what happened today with cooper cup rough obviously puka nakua was pretty much held in check that was that was a win but ugh, cooper just cooper was the guy Especially heading into the game, like I said, you know he's going to be the X factor. Mm-hmm. You know that's the guy that you need to defend like your life depends upon it. And they couldn't do it today. And on the Cardinals side, Hollywood, like you said, two wide open passes mm-hmm. from Dobbs that could have resulted in touchdowns. He could have had a great game. Oh, His, yeah. The stat sheet won't say it. Four for 34 on 11 targets. Exactly. And two of those could have been for touchdowns. And instead... Dobbs overthrew him on one that led him out of bounds on that fourth mm-hmm. down play. And on the other one, he drastically underthrew the ball yeah. that resulted in him missing it. I think a little bit more of the blame for the first time needs to go on Dobbs yeah. and a little less on the coaching staff. Yep. Yep. I 100% agree because, yeah, Hollywood had him beat by yards. I mean, Witherspoon had to really stretch out his hand to get that ball, but he only got that ball because Dobbs underthrew him. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a rough showing there. For the leaders on the receiving side of things, Trey McBride actually paced the pass catchers for the Cardinals. 62 yards, four catches on five targets. Michael Wilson, again, is just not seeing enough work. He's making all these great catches, all these great contested catches. He had four targets total, caught three of them for 62 yards. They just got to get him in the game more. He's too good of a player not to be just used on every drive. He's also one of the biggest guys on the Cardinals wide receiving Mm -hmm. core. And they're choosing on these third down plays that Dobbs has the option for. Third and short. Yes. Why not just throw it up to Wilson and see what he can do against some of these Rams secondaries? He's bigger. He's stronger. I get he's a rookie and you might not have a ton of faith in him. Or He doesn't look like it. But he doesn't look like it. And he keeps proving every time you throw the ball to him that he can execute. Mm -hmm. And yet you don't see him even out on the field on some of these crucial third down plays, these second and long plays. I'd like to see what he could do. And I feel like the Cardinals aren't giving him the opportunity thus far this season that he deserves. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, obviously, talked about a lot of the bad. The first half wasn't terrible. No, it was actually Offensively, quite good. it was rough. But the defensive side, special team sides, it was solid. I mean, you go into halftime with the lead, that's all you can ask for. The special teams looked like the leader in of, that first half of the yeah. game. I would have given Great them point. the MVP right there. Yep, yep. Me too. That They really, yeah, that, that uh, muff punt that... I can't remember who it was. Oh, Joey Blunt was the guy who knocked it out. 
Uh, Bobby Price picked it up, yeah, and that set up, I believe, a field goal. But obviously, field goals, it's too too close to the end zone to not score a touchdown. And that was, I mean, three field goals on the day, that's all they had, and they were held out of the end zone. It really reminded me of week one. I had some I had some flashbacks of week one just of how they could not execute enough on offense to find the end zone. What do you think about that? They found the red zone three times during this series. Mm-hmm. Field goals every time. No touchdowns to show for it. Also, in a game where it felt like in that first half, they had full control. If only they could execute, if only they could do the little things. And they relied quite heavily on this rush game Mm -hmm. that was split between three, four running backs, just seeing what they could do. And I didn't like it because I didn't feel like it was successful for Dobbs. Yeah. And I feel like part of that is game plan. Part of that is how are we going to maybe, if he's feeling a little less confident, give him the opportunity to throw some short little slants Mm -hmm. to Michael Wilson, Mm. to Hollywood Brown, see what he can do with that. Instead, that's not the opportunity that the Cardinals took. They, They relied heavily on their rush game. And I'd like to see them just open it up a little bit more for Dobbs in general yeah. to see what he can do. I will say on those two plays that they did decide to open it up for, he didn't execute. But, which, you, but you can't Limited play. opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so not being able to showcase exactly what he could do in this game, in a first half where the Cardinals did look like the better team, I mean, it was an ugly first yeah. half, but they did look like the better team, is disappointing. Yep, yep. And and one more thing with that, too. I think they got to get the running backs more involved in the passing game. I think that will that could help a lot with Dobbs getting the ball out and not you know having to do things on his own. Because if you look at it, Ingram, Williams, Demarcado, they combined for four cat or Yeah, four catches. I, that's... With this offense, I think it's creative enough to where you've got to get these guys more involved and not just as runners, but you've got to get them more involved as pass catchers. And I think that's really going to move the needle forward. If you've got another guy that's going to pop out after he's blocking a little bit and can can move the chains instead of having to always look down the field and run into those situations that we ran into today with Dobbs just overlooking Hollywood, or yeah, Hollywood Brown, not reading Rondell Moore wide open in the middle. So, yeah. That I think that could really help alleviate some of the stress that Joshua Dobbs is having right now. I agree completely because you're st- if you throw a little check down to your running back for three, four yards, then you're not putting Dobbs in a situation where it's third and ten and he feels like he has to air it out, that mm-hmm. he has this pressure to air it out to move the chains. And instead, if you got your running backs more involved in that passing game, you could relieve some of that pressure he might be feeling. Yeah, for sure. You had some questions you wanted to run by, didn't you? I did have some questions. Um, not to be pessimistic, but let's be a little pessimistic. Let's get pessimistic. Was this the worst game the Cardinals have played this season? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it might be. You want me to go first? Because I'll say yes. Okay, I'll go second then, and I'll say yes too. No, you go first. I do think this was the worst game the Cardinals have played. And not only because they did have a lead, but they couldn't hold on to it. Yep. They didn't look like they knew how to execute even though they had the lead. And I think the best 
showing of that instance is the start of the third quarter. Mm. Every single play at the start of the third quarter, (laughs) the Rams ran the ball almost exactly the same play every time until the last play of that drive, which was a passing touchdown Mm -hmm. to Cooper Cup. As if you didn't know that's what they needed to do to bolster that offense was throw the ball to Cooper Cup and find him again. Shocker. And opening up the third quarter in that way, I think, showed Sean McVay knew exactly what he needed to do to get his team ready and to get them pumped up. And he knew how to do it. And the Cardinals came out a little apathetic and thinking, all right, we have this lead. Let's keep keep... what was working. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even though was it working? Mm -hmm. It resulted in the win or the lead in the first half. But that is why I think it was the most disappointing game of the season for the Cardinals. Yeah, great synergy because that's exactly what I was going to say too. Because the first half, like you said, yeah, it seemed like there was, it didn't seem like they were firing on on all cylinders, but they were doing it just a little bit better than the Rams. I think the Rams only had like a handful of carries for hardly any yards, five yards or something like that. And then, yeah, it was like one team adjusted completely and the other one tried to stay the same. And we saw the result with nine straight carries. Uh, I mean, I think Matthew Stafford had to scramble on one, but still was a run. Tenth play, 13-yard touchdown to Cooper Cup. That, I felt like, just sucked all of the momentum that Cardinals could possibly have out the window. And from there, it was just one-sided. It was just deflating just to see them run, 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 run. After they had played pretty well against the run in the first half, they just got chewed up, and the Rams never looked back. And that, that is, yeah, like you said, that that's the worst part of this game. And that makes you think this is the worst game that they've played all year, for sure. It's the downfall in the second half. I know that the Cardinals notoriously don't have a strong fourth quarter, and they yep. didn't yep. once again. Oh, yeah. But... They showcased in the first half that maybe things could change. And by the time that second half started, especially that third and fourth quarter, they really didn't look like they had any ability to go back to what they were doing to stop the Rams. Yeah, and I think another part of it is, and I know a lot of people talk about it, but there is a talent side of this too. I think the Cardinals, you got to give them credit. They go out there and play as hard as they can. The guys that I talk to, Every day in that training facility throughout the week, you can tell they're bought in. You can tell they give it 150%. Guys like Keetrell Clark, you know, they're having their growing pains right now. But man, just having to overcome these types of losses and this kind of adversity is going to be very telling just this next week and seeing how guys kind of bounce back and get back into the meeting room and get back to the, you know, the daily grind of practice and, and knowing that they just put up two really rough games. Like, how do you turn this around? Because the first four weeks, I think all of our expectations were, they they exceeded expectations for what they were supposed to be. Now they are reverted back to what I think we all expected them to be. So how can they turn that tide back into, no, we're, we're, we're still... We're still ahead of schedule because now it seems like they're right where we thought. They're still a couple years away from being back to that team that could be back to relevancy. But now it's just, uh uh-oh, back to the drawing board. And this is the first game I feel like I can't pinpoint where I want them to make the most improvement, Mm. where I felt they might have been the weakest. Instead, I feel like it was spread across multiple players, offense, and defense. Could you pinpoint one thing that you think they need to improve upon the most? I think they need to get healthy. That's that's one. Not having Jalen or Buda 
that's the secondary is going to fall apart no matter what. It, that's nothing against the other guys. But we know what Jalen and Buddha bring to the table. Obviously, having some more depth at cornerback would help too, I think. Obviously, Antonio Hamilton's getting more run, but I feel like he's kind of coming in more because Jalen's out, and you've got Keytrail who's got the growing pains, like I just said. So I'm looking at that spot. Defensive line, uh, it wasn't how it has been, I don't think, the past couple games. But honestly, and I and I think I think I'm just gonna go this way too. I think wide receiver. Michael Wilson is the guy, I think, moving forward. I think Hollywood Brown is doing, having a solid year, but I don't think he's a number one wide receiver at this point. I don't think they should shell out the, that much money for a, like a number one wide receiver. I don't think they should shell out that kind of money for Hollywood Brown. I think Michael Wilson is a guy who's coming up. If he can stay healthy, that's your guy moving forward. But beyond those guys, it, it just doesn't seem like there's much. I mean, Greg Dorch hardly plays. Rondo Moore is getting used more as a running back. It's just, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of depth behind Hollywood Brown. Michael Wilson. That's that's just my personal opinion. No, I agree, which isn't even necessarily the first place in my mind that I would go to is that our wide receiver core isn't strong Mm -hmm. because I think it could be. Mm -hmm. But that is an area. If I think it could be, then we need to improve upon it because (laughs) then you see the opportunity for growth and it feels like the Cardinals aren't taking the opportunities given to them right now. Yeah. And yeah. speaking about wide receivers and the offense, we don't know when Kyler Murray is going to come back. We don't. The offensive line today, I would say, looked pretty good. Yep. Paris Johnson keeps moving people out of the way. Exactly. I like when your first round pick ends up actually looking pretty good yes. in his first season. Yes. Since we don't know when Kyler's coming back. And Josh Dobbs hasn't really He's showcased. Regressing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. He hasn't grown in any of these games and there hasn't been really an opportunity where I go that I could see that's gonna be talent Mm -hmm. we can grow upon that yeah do you want to see Clayton Toon or another quarterback (laughs) in the meantime before Kyler Murray's return oh that's a tough one I I at this point He's still he's turning the ball over. I think you've got to give it a look. You got to give it more of a look than you have beginning when you went into the season because obviously they looked at that already before the season before they even traded for him. Uh, yeah, I think you've got to start looking at that, and I think you also have to take a closer look at where exactly is Kyler at and when's he coming back because does these kind of performances make the front office maybe think yeah let's. Let's get some momentum back on our side. Let's activate him. Let's just get going because he doesn't have to play right away if he gets or if he gets designated to return. He's got a three week window, but he's got to be good in that three week window to come back. So I, it's it's tough. I think the rookie should get a shot, especially if Joshua Dobbs keeps turning the ball over because at the end of the day, that's killing the team. All the good the defense and special teams can do is not, is going to be for naught if you can't keep the ball on your side. The one interception he threw today later turned into a Cooper Cup touchdown. There we go. Exactly. And it seems like a lot of his turnovers are just, it's, I mean, week one was rough. That it's, And that's, like I said, going back to week one, it just seemed like that kind of game. Uh, you know, we've had a prediction before with Kyler. I've said week eight from the get-go. What do you think about Kyler? When do you think he would be, I guess, let's do two-part. Designated to return and activated. I think he will be designated to return within one to two weeks. I think his actual return will will be in three to four weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I think if he doesn't get activated this week, he's definitely not coming back by week eight. And I think by then it'd be like week 10, week 12. That's kind of where I'm at. And do you bring him back if it's week 12? Yeah. You do? 100%. I think you have to bring him back. No matter what, you've got to see what you've got in the guy. Especially if you're going to be one of the top picks in the draft. And obviously this is a week where you can't really talk a lot about Caleb Williams because it was a rough showing. But Drake May had some more talk and there's going to be a quarterback up there. The Cardinals are going to have to look at it. They can't be naive and think, oh, no, we don't need to look at these guys. Like, They're going to look at everybody. We have to just know that they're going to look at everybody. They might not go get a quarterback, but they're going to look at them, I can guarantee you. And they've got to know for sure if it's four games, three games, two games, that Kyler is either where he needs to be, can get to where he needs to be by next season, or they need to make a change. Because they can't, they, they can't keep spinning the tires. I mean, really... If they do get off of them, that's a that's really a full reset at that point. That's where you're giving this new regime all of the keys to just do what they want and mold this team how they exactly want it. I feel like Kyler's still kind of that leftover, like, and not to say that there's aren't other leftovers, but it just seems like he's one of those leftovers that it's gonna be everyone's watching for that other shooter. The drop biggest with question mark. Yeah, and that. And the biggest question mark is the biggest position on this team. So it's just everyone's watching that and everyone's going to wonder and you got to have him play. That's just my own opinion. And obviously the injury factor and re-injuring is, a, is definitely a thing, but you've got to see what you got before you really buy in and say, yeah, you're a guy for the foreseeable future because this franchise is turning things around. I think for sure they're turning things around, but they got to get the right guy in the center or else we'll see what we saw today. And this was the first game, like we said, where it sort of felt like there was a regression. Mm-hmm. There was a physical step back where multiple questions came up. We didn't really know what we had seen from the Cardinals. And it's disappointing in multiple ways, but it also does make you start to question, well, in the meantime, before Kyler returns, do we just... Stick with what we got. Yeah. Uh. Or do we see a change? Yeah. I think if they do want to go with tune, it would have to be a home game. I don't think they would throw them out to the Wolves at, like, Seattle next week. Because I believe they're in Seattle next week. Nobody's first game should be in Seattle. Weird Seattle, no. So, I definitely could see that happening, though. They might as well. I mean, turn over every stone, see what you got. I mean, we saw in the preseason, Toon Toon can do some things. He's obviously pretty raw, but he can do some things. So, I'll be interested to see how that all works out. Obviously, I, I think Dobbs is killing it off the field. I think he's a great team player. He's got a lot of that football character that they love. It's just he's not performing right now. And we all know the NFL. It's a business. you got to perform. Even if you're a team that is on the bottom of the barrel or near the bottom of the barrel, That's you got to do it. Yeah. And, and the Texans aren't losing games. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't some help. As Cardinals fans would hope. So three that, and three. I can't believe it. They're not helping you out at all. Stroud looks like he could be the real deal for them. Yeah. I think he threw his first pick in his career today, and he he set a record. Yes, that's crazy. I did not expect them to be three and three. I did. I thought Monty. I thought Monty locked in a number three pick with the Texans for sure. (laughs) They're they're proving you wrong. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. You have anything else you want to cover for today's game? I think we've pretty much wrapped it up for today's game. Do you want to end on a more positive note? Who would you? say was the MVP of this game for the Cardinals. Matt Prater. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Good answer. Kaiser good White. Answer. Ka- okay. Kaiser White too. I in that's going back to the first half again. I mean, the special teams and the defense were good for a half. They were rough for a second half. We saw that they got ran out of town, ran out of L.A. But yeah, I would have to give it to Prater. Just easy does it. 55-yarder like nothing. I mean, that could have been like a 70-yarder with how much leg he had. What, who was your MVP? I would give it a group effort to the offensive line. Okay. I actually feel like looking at how much time Dobbs had today to execute yeah. is adding to why I feel like he took a step back because he actually had time to throw mm. the ball. He had opportunities. He could do all his reads. Yeah. For one of the first times this season, yep. because the offensive line gave him that opportunity to, which is also why I think Dobbs had such a poor game for himself. Yeah. All right, folks, with that, we are going to call it. And we will be back next week as the Cardinals take on the Seattle Seahawks for another NFC West battle. What's your quick prediction before we get out of here? Seahawks by seven. Ooh, I'm going to go like 6 3 okay. Cardinals. Okay. Just very random. It's Seattle. Everything weird is in Seattle. Loud stadium. Loud stadium. Weird place to play. You never know what's going to happen. No. <laughs> we'll see what happens on Sunday. Yep. And with that, we will be back. So keep it locked on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, ArizonaSports.com, and the Arizona Sports app. You can catch me on all the social medias at T Drake for Sports. Yours is? At Koval underscore Lauren. Oh, I thought I had it. I knew I had it. I should have said it. You'll have it by next week. We will. <laughs> and with that, one last thing I could tell you guys is even with a lopsided loss, please enjoy football. We'll see you next time.